Hello, and welcome to today's episode of the Daily Zen Podcast. My name is Charlie Ambler. I created the Daily Zen a few years back, and thanks to you, it's grown into something larger than I had ever anticipated. And uh, I'm glad that we have a certain community where people will ask me questions and ask me to talk about certain topics. And based on my current studies and my current meditation practice and my own engagement with Zen practice, I will do my best to answer them and to talk about them and to hopefully broaden your perspective a little bit. And I hope that you'll respond by doing the same. So I think today's topic is going to be just very simply how to go with the flow. Uh, I'm going through a variety of positive changes in my life and opportunities and finding that Ironically, it's harder to remain calm and it's harder to find a sense of balance when things are going really well. And sometimes I don't think we allow ourselves the pleasure of enjoying where we're at, whether we're judging ourselves as being in a negative situation or a positive situation. Because when we're in negative situations, we dwell on, or perceived negative situations, we dwell on what's wrong and we blow the negativity out of proportion and we forget about kind of the underlying beauty of just, you know, existing and being being okay and having our health and having our wellness and having people to support us. And even if some of those parts are missing, there's still always something to be grateful for. Um, and so that's, I guess, the important thing to remember when you perceive things as going poorly. Now, when things are going, when you perceive things to be going well and you're being thrown opportunities and you're being thrown, uh, you know, quote unquote upgrades in your life. This is a, a potential trap. And I think it's important as a very achievement oriented culture for us to recognize that we should be approaching the sufferings and the tragedies and the day to day boring activities of our lives in the same way that we approach the exciting things and the opportunities and the attempts at self-improvement and our achievements and our goals and our dreams and all this stuff. Meditation has taught me to sort of level the playing field and mentally accept everything in the same way. And this proves to be more and more of a challenge as life goes on and new opportunities arise and certain things um, end up becoming more prominent in your life than you would expect. And over the course of this process, if we take some time each day to simply sit and reflect and meditate um, and learn to judge our thoughts in a way that doesn't give any one thought um, a label and doesn't, you know, sort our, categorize our thoughts into good, bad, happy, sad, positive, negative. If we can learn to sort of go beyond this type of thinking and realize that every situation is nuanced Every situation brings unforeseen consequences and circumstances. Every situation ends up affecting us in ways that we couldn't have ever anticipated to begin with. And they, anything that occurs to you, whether it's something you perceive as being good or bad, leads to other situations. And every decision we make ends up foregoing other decisions and opening up new decisions to be made in the future. And these are things that we can think about, but that we should acknowledge and accept rather than try to fight. A lot of times, 
um, throughout my youth and throughout the last couple of years, I've been encountered with opportunities and decisions. And I've dwelled on the fact that if I make a decision, I, I immediately negate the possibility of making one of the other decisions that was an option at the time. And this is obviously true, but if we, if we live our lives so cautiously and so fearfully that we, that we don't make any decisions and we don't do anything, we don't act just out of fear and paralysis that we're going to forego opportunities that we could have chosen otherwise, we're limiting ourselves. It's like if you're in a room with 10 doors and every door leads to something else and you know none of the none of the things that are behind the doors might be any better than any of the other things and you have no way of knowing but you start to theorize and you start to judge and you start to categorize them and you start to fantasize about what could be behind this door or what could be behind that door and I hope I get to that door before anybody else and all of this stuff and before you know it you get so tired of thinking about it that no matter what door you choose you're going to be disappointed simply because your conception of what could lie ahead is so blown out of proportion and so catered to your own subjectivity that there's no way that the real world could possibly cater to it in exactly the way that you expected. Sometimes people get exactly what they want and they just get lucky and you know a lot of times these people are the ones who come out and speak to large audiences and say if you just put you know all of your eggs in the baskets of your dreams and push forward and push forward and make all the sacrifices you have to make you will achieve your dreams and you know that's one way to look at life but I think we should see we should see our lives as simple journeys and continuations without a necessary end and we shouldn't put so much faith in our dreams that we um, lose the opportunity to just be mindful in the day-to-day -day and to be satisfied with the things we're doing the people we see the thoughts we have to not put ourselves down because we're not living up to some sort of fantastical ideal that's a pretty important thing to do and I guess that's the essence of what I've always considered to be going with the flow, which has sort of become a trite, hippie cliche, I guess, but certainly rings true to me and to a lot of people who don't identify with, you know, happy-go-lucky philosophy. And I think it's so important to really sort of delve into what going with the flow means. And I like to think about Bruce Lee's spiel about water, which a lot of people you prob have probably heard. Um, he just implores us to be like water and to no matter what vessel we we have to fill or no matter what stream we have to go through or you know any sort of pathway we have to take if we learn to make ourselves flexible and malleable we can we can flow through it rather than you know making ourselves like big boulders or like rocks where we are really stubbornly you know crunching around and unable to to fit through certain situations and this just limits us you know if we're if we're stubborn and we and we can't accept the fact that life doesn't unfold in any sort of objective way and it doesn't unfold according to our desires it doesn't unfold according to our needs even it just sort of occurs and this doesn't mean becoming a fatalist or just thinking that you know well shit happens so I might as well do nothing and just see what happens and let let life carry me where it will we can still be viable agents in our lives and participate in activities that we find valuable and enjoy ourselves and feel happiness and all these things can be achieved but they're so much easier to achieve if we if we stop trying so hard to achieve them I think the best template for this actual you know 
this framework of living in your daily life as if it's a journey rather than um, some sort of race in which there's a destination and trying to enjoy the journey. There's a classic Zen proverb that just says the journey is the destination. And there's another one, the obstacle is the path. We see this idea repeated a lot. Um, there's no point, you know, in like trying to get to the top of the mountain if you don't take a few minutes every every so often and appreciate that you're on a path and that you're still on, you're still a part of this this world and a part of things and you have a place and you're doing the best you can. And in going with the flow, we sort of, we figure out what it is that we can do in the present moment that aligns with our, with our, both our instincts and our desires, but without giving too much to our desires, without giving in so much that we sacrifice ourselves for them. Um, the suffering that comes from attachment comes from staking our well-being and staking our livelihood on a certain result. And as soon as we do that, we prevent ourselves from appreciating any other results, even if they're just as, you know, every any result is just as good as any other result. It's the judgments we place on them that make them feel so weighted and feel so heavy. And it can make opportunities that we're presented with in our lives feel so exciting and so thrilling that we ruin we, we ruin them, we spoil them for ourselves because we get too into them, we get too excited. And if, if you get too excited about something, you, you know, like I said earlier, there's no way that the reality of the situation could possibly match up to your fantasy. And this happens in relationships when we build an idea of who we, who we want to spend our time with. Um, we usually neglect building an idea of who we really are and we rely on the identity or the perceived identity of another person to make us feel whole. It happens in jobs when we spend so much time thinking about what we do and how it defines us and how it contributes to our well-being and how it can provide wealth and a sense of achievement that we don't cater to the little moments in our day that make life worth living to begin with. Um, we worry so much about the well-being of others that we, that we are anxious and nervous all the time and we can't actually hold a really meaningful conversation or, or confront one another when things aren't going like we want to. Um, a lot of us a lot of people live in fear and the root of this fear is good natured and Taoists who are so embracing of chance and so embracing of of um, the sort of randomness and chaos underlying every event understand that there's not really any one way to make a decision uh, we can kind of let things flow at us and come at us and if we lay low and we don't set our expectations too high will be pleasantly surprised rather than um, supremely disappointed. And I mean, the limits for the amount of disappointment you can experience in this life, especially in modern America, where the standards for everything are set so unrealistically high that we're always told we should be feeling inadequate and trying to fill the void with, you know, purchases and achievements and goals and people and all the stuff that we end up using everything as a crutch. Um, the irony of this is that most of us don't need crutches. Most of us are perfectly capable of walking through the world on our own and learning how to walk with finesse and how to walk with grace. And we don't need to have 20 different crutches that are helping us get through the day just because we're told we need them. I don't want to ramble on this topic too much. I think it's important for us to sort of meditate on it and then move on. But I hope that maybe today or whenever you meditate next, you can think about 
what it what it really means semantically to go with the flow and to approach life as if it's a um, a flowing thing something that's unfolding that you don't necessarily know what's coming next and you don't want to really know what's coming next and if what comes next is something terrible and tragic or what comes next is something glorious and beautiful and that fills you with excitement and fills you with joy we should approach both of those scenarios in the same way with sort of a neutral a benign indifference which that's one of my favorite lines from um, uh, Albert Camus book The Stranger when the main character is suddenly stuck in prison and about to be executed and he recognizes that events unfold so randomly and so unexpectedly and that the universe operates in a benignly indifferent way and that line has always stuck with me and I think that's sort of one of the essences of what I've learned from Zen and from meditation is to to mirror the way that nature functions and to become benignly indifferent and become kind of um, graciously open to whatever comes along because there's no way to stop the things that are coming along. There's ways to limit our perspectives, there's ways to limit our ability and to limit the way we think about the world or feel about the world. There's ways to repress things and block things out. But in doing so, we're sort of just putting a, putting a cap on how much mindfulness we can experience. And the more limitations we put on ourselves, the more buried we become in false ideas about ourselves, false ideas about other people, uh, false ideas about how the world functions. Um, I think the more we become susceptible to really reductionist political and religious philosophies that tell us that we have to view the world in a certain way. Um, we become susceptible to delusions about our goals and about what might come next and what should come next. And we start to start to get a certain sense of entitlement about what we deserve, even though none of us are, are owed anything by this world. And so, yeah, just try to meditate on this benign indifference, this idea of, of um, kind of universal neutrality that's, that exists in the human experience. And if we're aware of it, we can come to understand it, and we can make peace with events as they come to us, and we can get excited without getting so excited that we, that we spoil life for ourselves. Um, yeah, thanks for listening, and um, I hope you'll tune in for the next one. You can listen to these podcasts at soundcloud.com slash charlie-ambler. Um, and then you can also find them on the dailyzen.org and twitter.com slash dailyzen. Uh, they're also available on iTunes. If you just search the Daily Zen podcast, it'll come up and you can subscribe and get it sent directly to your phone or whatever you listen to um, whenever they come out. Uh, thanks again for listening and I'll be back soon. Have a good day.